Hi everyone, welcome back to uh, part 5 of Confident in the Chaos. And today we're still in Habakkuk chapter 2. And if you remember that last time we looked at what effectively is a taunting song beginning in verse 6 of chapter 2 that contains five woes of judgment toward Babylon because of their sins. And really the message we saw last time is judgment is coming, not just for the Babylonians, but indeed for this whole world. And uh, I want you to think about this for a moment. The sins that we very casually looked at last time in the passage, these are all sins that are in our world today, right now. Even it has to be said amongst those who claim to follow Jesus. Some of the sins mentioned here, drunkenness, getting others drunk, violence through drunkenness, covetousness, embezzlement, extortion, exploitation and selfish ambition, sexual orgies and perverted excesses and idol worship and incidentally immorality, particularly sexual immorality and idolatry often come together. You only have to look at the Canaanite uh, forms of worship and pagan forms of worship even today they often worship their gods through uh, prostitution etc and then there are the sins of the nation and the empire of, of Babylon there was rape, pillage, looting and building towns on bloodshed, civilizations built on war crimes and that's still how empires are built even to this day. But can I just say something that some may feel is an aside, but, but I feel it's pertinent to this verse 12 of chapter 2. Woe to him who builds a town with bloodshed, who establishes a city by iniquity. Do you know that abortion has spiked during the recent period of lockdown? Um, through the introduction of so-called DIY abortions in the United Kingdom, the numbers of abortions have hit the highest rate ever in England and Wales. There's 109,836 abortions have taken place between the 1st of January to the 30th of June. That is staggering. That is building a nation on bloodshed. That's serious stuff, folks. And I know that those numbers could be reflected, I'm sure, in other nations wherever you reside. But then when we consider there's empire building across our world on bloodshed through abortion, through various health organisations who uh, are, are calling countries, particularly third world countries, to enter into certain agreements for aid. But one of the stipulations is they have to introduce abortion. And some of these countries are against abortion. That is building an empire on bloodshed. Here in my own jurisdiction of Northern Ireland, we have had the United Kingdom government foist on us abortion against the will of the people. That is empire building on bloodshed. And judgment comes because of this. And the only reason judgment delays ultimately is, as we saw last time, the kindness and the patience of God. Our God is a good God. We're not preaching to you uh, that, that, that God is going to come and rain down on your head right now. We're actually saying the reason why God hasn't come in judgment upon our earth for all the, the, the terrible, heinous sins that we see celebrated around us is because God 
wants to change people's lives. He, he is a good God, a gracious God, a forgiving God. 2 Peter 3, 9 and 10, we looked at more of the verses last week, but let's remind ourselves, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, some kind of slackness, but is long-suffering. He is patient toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. This is a wake-up call to humanity. Judgment will come for all these wrongs in society. And in Romans 2 verse 4, Paul exhorts us, Do you show contempt for the riches of God's kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. Wow, what a statement. It is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. To realize that he actually has extended this period of grace in order that people might turn to him from their sins. He's not desiring to judge people and exterminate them and wipe the world out. He is a just God who will have to deal with sin one day but he has dealt with sin on the cross through Jesus Christ by judging him for it. And for those who will enter in by faith to that transaction, that new covenant that recognizes the great exchange, Jesus took our sins, we receive God's righteousness, we escape this judgment. And this is the goodness, the patience and forbearance of God to give us time, to give humanity time to turn to him from our sins. And that is good news. Verse 4, the just shall live by faith. If you put your faith in Christ, you're saved, you're rescued from judgment. But there's more good news today. Um, and that is that sin and Satan do not win the day. It's tempting to believe in our so-called post-Christian society where cultural Marxism is trying to airbrush Christianity out of public life. It's tempting to believe that, that the evidence shows that Satan is winning. And he certainly is advancing, there's no doubt about that. But scripture tells us that the end game is very clear. Have you ever heard someone say, I've read the back of the book and Jesus wins? It's true. God wins because heaven rules, as Daniel 4.26 says. And even in the gloomiest of chapters like Habakkuk chapter 2, there's not just glimmers of light. They're actually a blinding light that shines to us. Not just in verse 4, the just shall live by faith, but verse 14, listen to this. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Another Verse 20 at the end of the chapter. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Wow. So along with verse 4, what you've got there effectively is a trinity of positivity that will give us confidence in the chaos. So I want us to think of this trinity of positivity today. Well, first of all, we've spent quite a bit of time looking at verse 4 of chapter 2. The just shall live by his or her faith. And so what that's teaching us, if we're be confident in the chaos, whatever that chaos is, faith is the key to overcome. It is through not observing necessarily around us what is happening 
and being obsessed and taken up by the, the, the chaos around us and the confusion. But actually looking beyond that to what God has promised and putting our faith in him, being confident in what God has said. Now we spent some time on that. We walk by faith, not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. But let's fast forward to the, the other two aspects of this uh, trinity of positivity. The next thing we need to do after uh, faith is focusing on the final outcome. That's basically, I think, what verse 14 is about. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Focus on the final outcome. Yes, that a day is coming when the one true God and his son, Jesus Christ, will be globally acknowledged. This is a quotation of Isaiah 11 verse 9 also. And of course, the, the context, if I may read it to you from Isaiah 11 verse 6 through 9 is this. Listen, the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw with the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Now please notice, these two verses here in Habakkuk, verse 14 of chapter 2 and, and Isaiah 11 verse 9, it doesn't just say that the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. And that's amazing when that's going to happen. But it says it will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. All creation will have knowledge of God's glory. They'll actually recognize it. And, and it's not just God saying here, you Babylonians, you Assyrians and all who have afflicted my people and all you wicked nations, you're going to have a knowledge of my glory one day in judgment. It's actually describing how all of creation will have a knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Didn't Paul say in Philippians 2 verse 10 and 11 that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven things on earth and things under the earth as heavenly beings earthly beings and beings spiritual beings under the earth and that every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father now listen if you're going to have confidence in the chaos globally and in your own personal trials and, and tribulations in life you're going to have to have faith is the key to overcome, but you're, you're going to have to also focus on the outcome, the end game, the result of this great, wonderful story of the good news of the gospel and the kingdom of God, that Jesus Christ will be declared and acknowledged as Lord and his glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the, the, the sea. Wow. And then the third aspect of this trinity of positivity is fear not, God is on the throne. Faith is the key to overcome. 
focus on the final outcome, but fear not, God is on his throne. And this is verse 20, chapter 2, Habakkuk. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. And so what we're seeing now is all the earth is silent because God is about to demonstrate his power in judgment. I know most of the world doesn't believe in this. And I have a suspicion neither does much of the church believe in the judgment of God. But we see this reflected also in the Psalms, many other scriptures. But Psalm 11, 4 through 7 says, The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids test the sons of men. The Lord tests the righteous, but the wicked and the one who loves violence, his soul hates. Upon the wicked he will rain coals, fire and brimstone, and a burning wind shall be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous, he loves righteousness, his countenance beholds the upright. And what you've got here is, in contrast to the silent idols that can't rescue the Babylonians or any other pagan people, in contrast to islands that are silent, you've got the people of humanity silent before the knowledge of the glory of God. In fact, it's all creation is struck dumb before God who is coming in judgment. Wow. Now, this is a trinity of positivity. It's positive for those who believe in Jesus as Messiah, Saviour and Lord. You see, Jesus is coming again. And there's two aspects to his coming. He's coming in judgment for those who don't believe, for those who are wicked. But he's coming to rescue and he's coming to reign with those who believe in him as Saviour and Lord. This is what the Bible teaches. It may be very unpopular in our uh, postmodern age, in our politically correct are all-inclusive in a religious sense um, existence today. But this is what Scripture teaches. This is what Jesus said was going to happen. And you see, what we need, not just in our world, but actually what the church desperately needs is an outpouring of the fear of the Lord upon us. Our God is good. He is gracious. He is patient, he is forbearing, he is long-suffering. That's why judgment hasn't come yet. That's why we're living in a time when we can say, listen, sinner, repent. We are sinners who have repented and we can come and know forgiveness through the blood of Jesus. We can have our sins taken away. We can have a new life. We can actually see in the spiritual sense the kingdom of God coming on earth as it is in heaven right now. We can see down payments, deposits in kind before Jesus comes. But ultimately, our message also is that there's a great day of reckoning coming. When, when people will be judged, this world will be judged. And Jesus Christ will come to rule and reign in righteousness on this earth. And in that day, we celebrate as Christians, there'll be a knowledge of the glory of the Lord among all people, all nations, all creatures. I want to challenge you here today. Are you ready for that day? Are you ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ? Are you ready? 
Do you have a knowledge of the glory of the Lord now? Where do you stand with Jesus Christ? Will he come as your saviour or will he return as judge? When he came into this earth, born in Bethlehem, he clearly said that the Son of God has not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He doesn't want to judge you. He wants to save you. And Christian, will you awaken to the great need of this hour? Will you alert yourself to the urgency of winning the lost, of proclaiming that Jesus is alive, but he's returning again, and the need for people to repent and believe in the gospel? These three, Trinity of Positivity, will help you be confident in the chaos. Faith is the key to overcome. Focus on the final outcome. The earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And fear not, God is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. In 1952, there was a, a young girl called Florence Chadwick who, who stepped into the waters of the Pacific Ocean off Catalina Island. And she was determined to swim um, to the shore of the state of California. And she had already been the first woman to swim the English Channel both ways. And on this particular day, it, it was freezing cold and it was extremely foggy as well. And, and she could hardly see even the boats that, that were around her accompanying her on her journey. She swam and swam and swam for 15 hours. And eventually she had had enough. She, she couldn't take it anymore. And she begged to be taken out of the water along the way. And her mother was in the boat right beside her. And she said to her mother, Mother, get me out. And her mother told her that she was very, very close to the shore. And that she could make it if she just kept going. Finally, she was physically, mentally and emotionally exhausted. And she stopped swimming. Um, she had to be winched out of the water. And it wasn't until she got onto the boat that she discovered that the shore was less than half a mile away. And at the news conference the next day, this is what she said. All I could see was the fog. I think if I could have seen the shore, I would have made it. Listen, Christian, we are the people who are meant to see the shore. The book of the Revelation was written by the Apostle John, but it was a vision given by our Lord Jesus Christ to believers who were being fed to lions, burned as torches, persecuted by the Roman Empire. And yet in the midst of all of that, they, they could have looked around them at, at all the chaos, the confusion, the perplexity, the trial and tribulation. And yet basically the message of Jesus through John was to all those churches, look up. Look up that God is still on his throne. God reigns. God is in control. And one day God will bring justice to this world and justice to your life. Maybe you're crying out personally for justice. Well, have a confidence in this. God one day will make all things right. Let us pray. 
Lord, we thank you for this trinity of positivity. We thank you that we can live by faith and overcome and help us to uh, tune in to what your um, broadcast is from heaven, your perspective, the kingdom of God's outlook on this world and universe rather than the media or politics or popular culture, Lord. Help us to focus on the final outcome that one day, and we know this to be the case, one day the, this whole earth is so, so filled with violence and wickedness and abomination, it will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. And Lord, we thank you that you are in your holy temple. You are still in your throne. Heaven still rules. And whilst at times we look around us and it looks like darkness rules, and is on the ascendancy we thank you that one day you're going to show that you are lord of all and jesus is your christ but lord we pray in this moment of grace before judgment comes before jesus returns in this moment of opportunity that people will take it and repent and believe knowing you're a good god you're a god who's taken upon yourself the judgment in jesus but also that we your church We'd have an urgency upon us to reach out to a lost and dying world with hope. And we'll actually see your kingdom come now in, in, in power and spiritual demonstration through the gospel of the kingdom that must be preached to the four corners of the world before Jesus returns. So Lord, thank you today for this trinity of positivity. And may it lift all our hearts for the glory of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Uh, see you soon.